Like many of New Zealand's opera singers who would have been singing on international stages now if it weren't for the coronavirus pandemic, tenor Cameron Barclay has come home looking for other opportunities to sing. For the past few years, he'd travelled the world with the Australian singing group Ten Tenors. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? What in a landslide? No escape from reality. Cameron will rejoin the other nine tenors later this year, but before then, he's touring New Zealand with a classical crossover show called Jeff Sewell and Special Guests. Uh, I asked Cameron where he'd be right now if COVID-19 hadn't disrupted his planned schedule. What did we have organised? We had a, uh, a USA tour. I'm lined up with the 10 tenors. That was what I was supposed to be doing this time uh, this year. But obviously I lost about two years' worth of work like many artists did. What a tough time. As you say, it's not just a few months' work lost. It's much longer term than that. It's really interesting because I think that uh, musicians, artists, actors are naturally very adaptable people anyway. So I think that um, of all of my friends, uh, colleagues, um, I think everybody has managed to pivot, find new things to do, create some really fantastic online content, for example, or, you know, especially here down under, like New Zealand, Australia, we do finally again have the opportunity to get back on stage and get back into the theatre, which is just such a, like a thrilling feeling. I just can't wait to do it. And home audiences are so, so appreciative too. But I guess having been one of the ten tenors, is it, is it interesting for you to be a one tenor, you know, to, to produce different music, you know, without the other nine? Being one of the ten tenors, that's sort of about six months of the year, six to eight months of the year. So um, I'm used to uh, doing different gigs in the meantime, in the downtime away from from those boys. Was it instant? I mean, when you auditioned for them, that must be quite a process because it's not, I guess it's not just about your voices. It must also be about the chemistry, you know, how you all, you all click, how you all work as a, as a group. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, it's really interesting. I had a really fast-tracked audition process, actually. I um, was having drinks one night with some friends of friends kind of thing um, here in Auckland and uh, met this lady who said, oh, you're a singer. Oh, my friend is the music director of the Ten Tenors. Why don't you send me your stuff? And I thought, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Great, you know, chit-chat on a night out. But then she followed it up. Uh, She was out here with Wicked at the time back in 2013, and um, I got in contact, and then within 48 hours I had a job. I did it all online, which was kind of out of the ordinary for then, but very ordinary now, as we all know. Um, Zoom, well, not Zoom, sorry, Skype audition, um, interview, all that stuff. And then about a month later I was off to the States, so it was actually... Uh, they took a punt on me. I think they needed someone quite quickly with my skill set. And um, thankfully, I went to boarding school. So I'm kind of used to just being around lots of people all the time. <laughs> and, and how about your, your voices? I mean, we, you're all tenors, of course. Yes. But within that, of course, your voices are also individual. You might be able to hit the same notes, but there'll be individuality in all of your voices. 100%. And I mean, that's sort of the whole thing about the ten tenors is that it's different types of tenors, you know. So you've got your classical tenors, your music theatre tenors, um, your rock tenors, and um, then we come together to do to be able to present a whole wide range of music, which is kind of really similar to what Jeff does with, with Amici, and that's why the skill set was right for this tour with Jeff. And um, we've been in, sort of talking for a couple of years now. Um, got introduced to him through some theatre owners in California, and, um, yeah, we, we really wanted to do do some shows together, and this is uh, just the perfect opportunity. That's, a, as you say, a broad breadth of music that you do with the ten oh. tenors, you know, from opera to pop. Opera, of course, is, is your background. Does it 
test your voice in different ways, say, to do some of the other musical genres, given that your training has been so in- intensely for that operatic genre? Well, one with that, the, like the microphone really helps because uh, with um, pop singing, uh, you're definitely not singing as loud for a start. So that allows, and because, you know, we do sort of 30-ish songs a night, so it's a really, really big workload and we do that six nights a week. So um, you have to become really, I, I would say that it's actually really helped me uh, in my technique in the sense that it's kind of been on the job training. And if you can get through that, you can pretty much get through anything in terms of stamina and um, workload. So uh, if you're not doing it right, then you're going to peter out pretty quickly. And um, luckily that hasn't happened. Do you think it's harder maybe for the tenors who work more in musical theatre or pop, whatever, to to adapt to the operatic tracks? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think probably the hardest um, skill for them would be the language, um, like the Italian, the French, the German, for those uh, pop guys. But look, I'll tell you what, like some of those guys have been my best teachers, you know, in the sense that I've learnt so much just listening to them and um, trying to mimic them and try and do the things that they can do with their voices, which I absolutely cannot do with mine and yeah it's just it's a really great kind of sharing and I think it goes both ways obviously from us those of us who come from a slightly more classical background and those who you know there's one of the guys in the group who's never had a singing lesson in his life but can sort of melt your face off when he sings all the high rock stuff oh I love that description Mm. (laughs) fantastic I mean you know in theory there could be competition among the ten of you uh, to want to you know stand out from the from the crowd Uh, is, is there a degree of healthy competition, or really are you all in it together and it's not going to work if there's one or two stars? Yeah, definitely. I, I have to say that I don't I don't really feel that much competition between the boys. I think that, once again, because we've all got slightly different skill sets as well, um, that helps with that. But um, definitely in the, um, in the process of auditioning and all that sort of stuff and, and interviewing um, new singers, they, you know, they tend to go for people who are pretty low-key, kind of easygoing guys that they feel are going to fit into the social dynamic of the group, which you very rightly hit the nail on the head earlier on when you asked that question. It's, uh, what, 11 years now since you uh, joined the Malvina Major Programme to, for uh, standout young, young talent. Your voice, you know, especially being young, your voice is developing. The male voice takes longer to develop than the female voice. So if I was listening to you in 2010 and listening to you sing now, how different is your voice, do you think? No, I think um, the interesting thing with uh, vocal progression is um, my voice now is it's higher and lower, strangely. Um, that's not because necessarily um, any physiological changes, but that's more to do with, I think, um, a solidifying of, of my technique um, as a singer. But definitely I would say that the colour of my voice, um, while it's still pretty similar, uh, it's definitely kind of rounder, a bit thicker, maybe a bit richer than it was when I was in my early 20s. Here's a cheeky question, really. Are you delighted that you are... A tenor? I mean, I could have this conversation with Jonathan, being yeah. a bass baritone. Is he pleased that he's a bass baritone? He gets a lot more character roles from memory. More character roles range? and not quite as much stress with the high notes. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> but do you enjoy the, the tenor's repertoire? Operatic I love the tenor, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I love the tenor's repertoire. And I think um, when uh, before I actually began my formal training, I, I, I lived in Italy. I lived in um, a place called Avellino, which is about 40 minutes outside of Naples. Little did I know that I would go on to do classical singing, but um, I learned Italian and I learned Neapolitan, of course, the language, so that's served me really well and I feel a really close affinity with that place and with that music. So, yeah, and obviously so many tenors sing that music. If I'm talking to you this time next year or the year after, what would you hope to be doing? 
It's funny because it has been a really difficult time, but I've actually found it a really fulfilling time and I've um, really actually enjoyed being home for a year and spending time with family and reconnecting with, you know, with Auckland. I got a day job, uh, which has been really, actually, I didn't know that it was um, going to be so fulfilling itself. I, um, I'm, I went back to the to the restaurant where I used to work when I was a university student. Uh, so I'm working in hospitality. Um, I'm a duty manager there now as well as a waiter and stuff. So, And I've just discovered like this m- major passion for, for hospitality as well, which I sort of didn't know that I um, – which I've sort of unearthed. They don't ask you to sing – Oh, you know, they break yep. out a few tracks. They do, <laughs> but I never. But I, I try and keep the things separate, you know. And so, in a year's time, I think that I uh, obviously I have every intention of um, of remaining with the Ten Tenors. Uh, so I'm sure there will be uh, some movement there. We've got a tour lined up in July. It's going to be so. This tour of Australia is going to be after the Jeff Sewell and special guests tour through New Zealand. But yeah, I mean, I would love to do some more roles in particular, um, uh, whether that is in the kind of operatic uh, realm or whether that's sort of more in the in the music theatre realm. Um, I don't really mind. I just um, would love to get back on stage in in that context of a role rather than just um, concerts. Well, what's your repertoire going to be, Cameron, in uh, Jeff's show? Yeah, look, it's going to be. I'm so excited because it's kind of uh, it's kind of opera without all the boring bits, you know, which is really fantastic. So oh, it's like, you're going to get a few messages from your friends in opera. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's um yeah, so I'm doing some Rossini. I'm doing obviously the uh, um, we're doing like the big classical numbers. So we've got. Um, Nessun Dorma, we've got Au fond du Temple Saint, which is the um which is the Pilfishes duet, which we're doing as a trio. There's, you know, Brindisi from La Traviata, you know, and then there's music theatre stuff in there as well. So there's uh I'm I'm doing a song which I sang for Mike Moore's funeral, um, actually last year, just before the pandemic, um, which was um, Empty Chairs at Empty Tables. This is the moment from Jekyll and Hyde. I know Jonathan's doing um Non Pio Andrai, which is that uh, which is a really famous uh, aria from uh, from Figaro by Mozart. Once operas can resume, is there a role as a tenor that you would just give anything to be able to perform? Yeah, my favourite role is uh, is Lenski. There's something about that music which just hits me right in the bones. You know what I mean? It's really um, it's quite a dramatic character. It's quite a sad arc for him. He gets shot at the end of the second act. But um, yeah, I just I yeah you know, that really resonates with me. That music from Eugene Onyegin. This is a question I've pondered over with so many people over the years. Why New Zealand produces, I'm sure, more brilliant opera singers per head of population than any other country, given that we're so far away from Mm. the traditional home of opera. But it's just the fact of it is that we are blessed with all of you who go out into the world and achieve great things. And I, I don't know what the answer is to it. Yeah, something in the water. I've had that um, said to me a number of times by um, overseas coaches and things like that. I think it's um, probably a huge part of it goes down to having, um, especially in my kind of uh, youth, is, you know, between, you know, Kerry, Dame Malvina, um, as these two kind of really great figureheads who have promoted the art form. And then, you know, uh, Sole Mio at the moment, uh, who are doing incredible things. I think that um, New Zealanders, like we're quite big people compared to Europeans and stuff. We're sort of taller, built a bit bigger. And I think that that really does um, give rise to bigger sort of more operatic voices obviously there's the wonderful like um maori and pacifica communities who have just got music in their veins um and i think that just adds to the uh you know to the fabric to the culture and to the um to the success really um of our singers both here and away what about you did you grow up in a musical family 
No, not at all. Actually, not at all. I came to I came to music through theatre, really, um, through acting, and I had to um, I went to Dilworth, had a wonderful experience um, at Dilworth, and had a really incredible um, first singing teacher uh, who was Rosemary Barnes, who you might have heard of, and she um, is quite a renowned sort of coach and pianist in New Zealand. Worked um, at the English National Opera um, in her time, and um, yeah, really hard taskmaster task mistress maybe <laughs> um, and she is yeah she gave me such a wonderful grounding exposed me to really wonderful uh, music um, it was incredible language skill as well uh, and that was how I came to it I wasn't I didn't really sing in choirs I never really sang sorry I did sing in choirs later on but I never sang before I was a teenager really um, I only did from about 15 14 15 onwards that's not necessarily I guess a disadvantage for an opera singer. It's not quite like gymnastics where no. it's, it's good to start at two. Well, do, do you think? Do you wish you had started earlier? No, I don't think, well, especially for boys, it's a bit different because obviously your voice changes when you're a teenager. Um, and so you kind of, even if you are singing earlier than that, you've got to start again anyway when you're sort of in your teens. Yes, um, and if you don't know whether you're going to be a tenor or well, a bass baritone. Exactly. Eh? Yeah, and, the, and, and there are stories of really fantastic boy sopranos who go on to be quite disappointed because their adult voice um, doesn't have the same um, sort of importance as their, as their younger voice did. Cameron Barclay is touring with Jeff Sewell and special guests next month.